Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Let's Get Trashed. Let's talk about the movie. Introduce the movie. Roots. Roots. I'm kidding. We're, <laughs> We're going to get to the bottom of We're it. We're getting to the roots of Elvis. Elvis, ladies and gentlemen. How about that? How about them Elvis? A movie I had very little intention of seeing until you said you wanted to do it for this episode. Why did I ask you to do it? You said I actually mentioned it. I brought it up. Oh, that's right. So I brought it up. You brought it I up. I guess it is my fault. I brought it up because You inceptioned me. <laughs> I inceptioned you. Uh, another another movie I've never seen. Oh, that's a great movie. Um I don't really like Christopher Nolan outside of Interesting. his outside of his Batman work. Yeah. I don't particularly think I care for uh I don't care for him. Okay. Um, but I will actually see that movie because I do, I, I, I will watch anything with Leo in it and I'm actually planning to watch everything with Leo in it. You should watch that movie. Uh, yeah, it's, it's on my list, I guess. I brought up this because I was, we're talking about movies we can record today and then, uh, I've heard mixed reviews from Elvis from people in my life. I typically don't like music biopics. Me neither. Let that um, be known. Yeah. And I super duper don't like Boz Lerman, the director. Yeah. But th- I the one thing that made me pause and briefly consider this was the fact that you and I are both musicians and I was like you and I very could good ha- musicians at that. Sure. We're 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 quite adept at what we do. And we we might I was like, who knows? Maybe we'll have some sort of a perspective about Elvis. Uh the music career, the music business, Elvis is just music in general, blah, yep. blah, blah. Uh, and then you shot it down and said no. I did. And then the next day, after I had already watched the other movie you decided to make me watch. <laughs> I did do this. Uh, you're like, hey, my roommates want to watch Elvis. Yeah. So now that my roommates are down, I'll, we'll all watch it together. And then yeah, we, we can do that one. So then I had to scramble and watch Elvis like, late last night. After uh, watching the Bills, this is being this is what it's like being my friend. <laughs> Chaos. <laughs> After watching the Bills beat the hell out of the Rams, fuck yeah, which is I'm actually no, it's not a good. It's oh. actually it's actually bad. Well, like, it's oh. good for you if you're a Cowboys fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Colts I'm kind fan. Of a Bills fan is Josh Allen. Is that his name? Still yeah. quarterback? Okay, oh, I'm yeah. a fan of him. He's he scored four touchdowns. Three way to go, boy. Three passing touchdowns. One running touchdown. Put on a hell of a performance. Game one back in the. Coming out of the gate strong. So Buffalo looks like a contender. <laughs> um, I like your sports We talk need a lot. As a, as a diehard Indianapolis Colts fan, yeah. um, we need, we're going to be a mediocre team, which means we need every team to be mediocre for us to compete. <laughs> and it already doesn't seem like that. So if we have Great. to play Buffalo at any point in this season, which I haven't even looked at our schedule, but if we have to play Buffalo, we're getting screwed. Um, and if we run into them in the playoff, if God allows us into the playoffs, um, by His grace, come on, God, by His grace alone, because it's not happening on off. Hook it's not, it's not happening based on our talent or coaching. Uh, but if we run into them in the playoffs at all, it's going to be a nightmare for us. Um, so nightmare alley. Yeah. I mean, did you see that movie? I did. We could talk about that movie. Let's do point. that. Yeah, we'll talk about Nightmare Alley. I might rewatch that movie. Actually, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I won't do that. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember it. Okay. So I, I would might have to. Yeah, I, I, I did watch that one. Um <clears throat> but yeah, that would be a definite nightmare alley for the Colts to have to play nightmare. Buffalo at any point this season. Um it looks like. Who knows? We'll see. The Colts game is on Sunday. Maybe we'll be good. Spoiler alert, probably not. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it hasn't happened, but it's it hasn't happened yet, but <laughs> if you thought my if you thought my uh, future alert if you thought my cinema uh, if you thought my cinema predictions were astute, wait till you wait till this becomes a football podcast. <laughs> I feel like it. We're gonna get some football mentions here. Uh, yeah. I mean, nowadays I'm gonna go. It's it's gonna, gonna be, be on top of it, it. It's gonna be every week. Yeah. We record a couple episodes a week, so they're not always like, you know, right. They're not always Current. super contemporary, but. There'll be definitely a lot of references. If you're interested in what happened two weeks ago, this is the podcast for you. Yeah. Well, it's like <laughs> if anything bad happens in a movie. Yeah. Or if there's anybody in a if there's anybody in a movie I hate, you can expect them to be compared to Frank Reich at some point or uh, 
yeah people you may not know yeah yeah <laughs> um which is also a great reason to also listen to this podcast yeah it's a podcast it used to be a, a podcast about movies and other stuff and now it's a podcast about movies and football <laughs> that's the only other the, stuff i'm going to allow the, the ultimate uh duo that everyone's been waiting for movies yeah. and football uh, i bet you that has been done by like dorks and polo shirts yeah just like the worst kind of guys um we gotta get some polos <laughs> absolutely not this is a no polo podcast we're everybody, too cool everybody knows that all right this is a no science no polo podcast fuck science fuck polos let's talk about elvis uh um, let's do it are you an elvis fan before you even get into the movie what's your what's your i appreciate him yeah i don't i don't think i'm like a fan like I've been mildly inspired by him. I think he's great. I don't think I've listened to enough to really appreciate him. Uh, I, have a, I have a friend. We have a mutual friend, Andrew, that is a really, really big fan mm-hmm. that's been showing me more Elvis lately. And then I'm like, yeah, this he he's actually pretty talented. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know. It never really clicked. Yeah. It's quite. a generational thing. I mean, I, it's, I think that's a that's a big part of it's it. It's well-deserved, yeah. his reputation. of He... It's, him being the king, it is well deserved. Sure, I wish this movie had been. I do like some of the. I mean, I like Elvis music. Yeah, I think he's actually. I think he's a great singer. He's kind of a like a genre defining slash genre defying kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a voice. Elvis and Sinatra are both guys that are like their voice is just so good. Yeah, that they kind of stand out. Elvis almost isn't a rock star, just like just like Sinatra's not a jazz singer, because it's like a presence. Yeah, he's he's too much. He's 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 the voice is too iconic to be a part of the genre. Sure, and also that's kind of cool. Yeah, cool I mean, no, it's, it. it's it's a hell of a talent, and those guys both, I believe, are like, um, you know, I mean, that's why they're unique and iconic, uh. You know, my favorite like big my favorite big band jazz singer is Tony Bennett. I like him yeah. I like him more than Sinatra. Because Sinatra first of all, is not like a jazz guy where he's not improving, he's not mm-hmm. he's not doing the he's scatting. Not, yeah, he's not speaking the jazz language, not even necessarily scatting. Hey, cool but cats. Like stuff like that. He's not finding those he's not finding those notes. He's not finding stuff in like the upper extensions where he's like, Oh, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to hit this something. He, oh yeah, he, yeah. Doing he, jazz with voice. Yeah. His right. He's, he's not like, he's not doing note selection. He, uh, really. He's just like, he, he knows what works. He's, he's got this beautiful resonant voice and he's just like so powerful. Yeah. But he's not going to like, he's not in the spirit of like improving and, and, you know, messing around and having fun with it. It's a, Stage production, sure, uh, and the same thing. I show. I get the same kind of vibe from Elvis. It's easier in rock and roll to to you know do whatever, but true, especially at the end of his life. Once he was once he reached icon status, Elvis is like, you know, he knows what works and he's doing it. You know, yeah. Um. So it, again, those guys both kind of transcend their respective uh, genres. Um. But. They both deserve like their titles as the king of king of rock, uh, king of rock and roll, and then. Uh, I mean, it it, it has done probably what the movie, or maybe whoever holds the rights to Elvis's music, uh, intended to do, which is like, man, I kind of do want to go listen to some El- Elvis songs and like see what's going on there. So, good job, you did it. Yeah, you know. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if I'll. I did. I. I wouldn't actually. I might go back and listen to some Elvis stuff again just to hear the actual versions because they did do a, they did re-record a lot of stuff. Um, in addition to like the sound design in general, which did very weird, creative kind of stuff, uh, just to make it sound different, sound sure. interesting. Uh, Austin Butler sang all his sang all of it. Okay, the actor pl- the actor that. playing Elvis, he sang all of it until. The last song, probably. No, well, until um, I think it was like once he got to Las Vegas, once he was older, fat Elvis, mm-hmm. then he was dubbing Elvis's actual voice, I think. Hmm. But the first half of the movie, when he's young Elvis, I think pre-war Elvis, yeah, he's it's it's him singing. Uh huh. Um, and we'll get to we'll get to him in a second. 
So yeah, this is the movie called Elvis. It's about Elvis, I guess. It's more about Colonel Parker. Yeah, it it his, is. His, it's his, like if the villain was narrating a story. Yeah, that's it's exactly what it is. is. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird. Has that happened before? I don't know. Probably. What's the one? What's the uh, Wizard of Oz where the 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 witch, the girls, the the girls, the main character? Or, no, not the 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 bad where the witch is the main character. Is she? Oh, one wicked. Th- yeah, there we go. Oh, I've never seen it. I haven't seen it either, but I imagine that's what that's loser. like. Loser. <laughs> yeah, musicals dorks. suck. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I'm I imagine that's what that's like. Or there's probably another thing. What's the one where Angelina Jolie is the is a witch? Tomb Raider. <laughs> that's the only Angelina Jolie thing. Tomb Raider. No, um, she plays a witch. She plays like the. She plays a witch. She plays the bad guy. Angelina Jolie is a witch. Yeah, she's the bad oh guy. It's like God. a, it's like, it's like the reverse of a fairy tale. So, oh, whatever. Maleficent. Sure. Who? And she's yeah. the bad. She's the bad guy to what? Is she Snow White? Hammer. Oh, Snow. Is she Snow White's Snow, bad guy, or I guess is she so. Cinderella's yeah. bad guy? Yes. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Well, something. I don't yeah. know who she's the. I don't know who she's the antagonist to. But but, but she yeah. narrates Maleficent. I don't know. I never saw it, dude. I know. What you're, uh, yeah. I mean, there's I'm been trying vi- to come up with. I know. There's been like villain. <laughs> I don't watch movies with women as the main character. <laughs> I mean, all right. Yes, you do. I don't you, watch. I, I love Tomb Raider. Right? This is a this is a dude's rock podcast. Ban out, ban yeah. out. Boys room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude. This is just about the fellas. This is about the bros mixing it up, all right? Mixing it up. Elvis and his boys. Doing rock and roll. Elvis and his boys and the colonel. Yeah. Dude, chilling. I mean, this movie. Maxing out. Okay. I don't know if this is true, but my friend told me, and this really kind of freaked me out. Not freaked me out, but like, I was like, what? Apparently, like, Tom Hanks chose to make... Uh, Colonel Tom Parker Polish for some reason, like he wasn't even Polish. No, he's Dutch. Okay, he's yeah. Dutch. He was doing a Dutch accent. Was he? Yeah. Okay. I, I was guess like, I don't know. He was doing something Europeanish. Yeah, it was Dutch. He because he's from the Netherlands. Do do we did we find out where he's from or anything? Yes. Yeah, they said it in the movie. They they did we find out why he ran though? Um. That's what I no, want to know. No, they, they That's did. like the true crime mystery that I would love. We need to solve. Well, we know that in real life. Yeah, but I want to know why he left. So, oh, why he left the Netherlands? Yeah. Um, that we that I don't think we know. I, we just know he moved to the United States when he was like nineteen as an illegal immigrant. Yep. Um, and then joined he, the circus. No, he joined the military. Oh yeah, that's right. And then he he was joined like, the military, even though he wasn't a citizen. He joined the military under a false name, Tom Parker. Sure. Because his real name is Keurig Coffee Maker, whatever the Keurig. fuck. <laughs> um, he's got some stupid name. Keurig Dutchman. Yeah, Keurig Goldmember. Yeah. And Goldmember. Uh, uh, he. Uh, so he joined the army under a fake name. Okay. And then he found a way to quit the army. But, the, but the, what's important about that is the reason he's a man without a country is because if you join a foreign country's military the netherlands strips you of your citizenship okay. so as soon as he joined the united states military the netherlands said you're not a citizen yeah and then he's also not a citizen of the united states um, he's a nobody yeah he's a he's a man without a, he's like the other tom hanks movie where he has to live inside an airport man inside of an airport yeah um most uninteresting a, movie uh, i mean it's right up there with Almost every Tom Hanks movie. And also the movie by M. Night Shyamalan where everyone is just in an elevator. I don't remember that. That's a real movie. I think it's called Evil. Huh. Yeah. Well, we we can only... There's only so many bad actors and bad directors we can fit into one episode. So we'll have, to, we'll have to save Shyamalan for another time. Shyamalan! But, uh, yeah, so this movie mostly is... I mean... Yeah, Tom Parker, Tom Hanks narrates it in a Dutch accent, which he, I think is he probably appropriates bad. Dutch culture. Well, do you do you like Tom Hanks? He's fine. I don't hate him. I think you hate him. I don't hate him. I want to hate him, but I I can't. Every time I every time I'm my instinct is to be like, God damn it, Tom Hanks sucks. 
every time that happens, I have to be reminded of, I remind myself of that thing you do. Um, the baseball, girls play baseball. Yeah, girls play baseball, the movie. A League of Their Own. League of Their Own. Yeah, that thing you do, A League of Their Own, catch me if you can. Get some hits. And maybe, well, not even hits, but just he's good in these. And uh, what's, I think he's usually good. I don't. I, I just think, think like good. when he's uh, now that he's older. I think this happens to actors after like maybe their fifty fives or sixties. They just they'll just do anything. Just to, they're like, ah, I want to keep working. I don't know. I think. I mean, Tom Hanks could do anything he want. He could yeah. be the biggest. He's, Ge- it, he's Geppetto in the new Pinocchio movie for Disney. Oh Jesus! You're gonna love that. I'm sure it will be terrible. Um, I'm my boy. <laughs> Tom Hanks, he's only doing accent work now. Yeah, he's like, he's like I, I did do my, some accents. He's like, he's, I'm just going to do Can a movie. Can I do Jamaican? I'm going to do a movie from <laughs> his son. He, he could take lessons yeah. from his son. I need my boy. Um, and his and uh, Chet Hanks plays Pinocchio. Yeah. Tom, Hanks is, Tom Hanks is good in a few things. Tom Hanks is actually only good in stuff where he's kind of an asshole. Interesting. Which, which he doesn't get a lot because people want lovable tom hanks people yeah. want tom people want to love tom hanks i want bad boy tom hanks he's he's great as the drunken asshole manager uh, in the league of their own he's uh he's great as like the cynical uh band manager of that thing you do uh he's very good he's very good as the also kind of cynical asshole uh uh, FBI agent and catch me if you can. There you go. So if he if he gets to be like sarcastic and kind of a dick, sar- yeah, sarcastic and a dick, then he's good. When he's honestly as t- Colonel Tom Parker, who's kind of straight up evil, manipulative, and kind of weaselly, I don't like him, and I don't like his I don't like his face, and I don't like his I don't like what he did in this movie. I was that intentional from the director. I don't think we were supposed to like him. Well. No, I I mean I don't like his performance. You know who would you know who okay. would have been better? Speaking of gold member, Mike Myers would have been a better Mike Myers does a better Dutch accent. It would have been too funny. No. No, Mike Myers is Mike Myers is a great, like, serious actor. And he was trying to be funny and he wasn't. That's the thing oh. is um I think Mike My- Mike Myers would have been way better as this, uh, uh as that character than than Tom Hanks was. There's something I mean, about something about Tom Hanks. I just bothers me. Wh- who's the guy that played Gollum? Andy. Andy Circus. They could have had him like, ooh, method play like a Dutch human, and then CGI Michael Myers' face onto that. That doesn't make any sense. Ooh, like you know, do some cool movements with his body and stuff. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, no, my. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Circus. Yeah, that makes no Boom! sense. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that's kind of the focus of this movie, right? It's it. Tom, uh, Tom Parker uh-huh. narrates it, and it's from his point of view, which uh, it's interesting. I do like that it's like obviously his point of view, and if you're watching this, taking it. And at- this is how I got Elvis to do my bidding. I yeah. was the one. It we was were me partners. The whole time. Yeah, yeah. If, if if you take this at face value, and you don't understand, which you know a lot of there's a lot of uh, media literacy concerns with uh, the culture right now. But if you take this at face value and don't understand that obviously the narrator is lying to you, he's a false. You know, um, a mis what? What's the con man? What's the literary term for it? Uh, a mistrustful or a, a something narrator? Misdirection? No. Um, unreliable narrator. Oh, yeah, he's an unreliable narrator. That's the actual literary term for it. Um, which is good. It's interesting to see that in a major motion picture like this. Mm-hmm. You don't see it a whole bunch. Um, and then, but you know that it's like the fourth wall him staring right at the camera like talking to us as if we're in the room with him i hate that we'll get to boz lerman in a second we'll get he, to the you think he is deadpool yeah um let's uh and then the other thing about this movie so it focuses on that relationship it focuses on tom parker's predatory relationship grooming <laughs> sure predatory relationship with elvis um 
and I, which is an interesting, an interesting um, facet of his life. They made it because the focus is on Tom Parker. That becomes the focus of Elvis's life, and we don't get to see a lot of Elvis's. We don't get to see a lot of Elvis. Sure. Outside of his business relationship, outside of him being on stage, outside of certain concerns and stuff like that, but we don't get to see Elvis um, being funny with his. We, you know, Elvis is a funny guy. We don't get to see him being funny with his friends. Sure. We don't get to see him taking karate lessons. We don't get to see Elvis uh, going to the going to the Cadillac dealership and buying cars all the time. We don't get to see him. Uh, we don't get to see him flying to wherever to get his favorite peanut butter chocolate sandwich. Mm-hmm. We don't get to see a lot of the. We don't get to see a lot of Elvis off stage, um, which is honestly That's a good point. Which is honestly kind of a bummer because I like Elvis and I think Elvis is a good dude. Uh, one of my favorite stories that I think, I, mean, not I think I, I my dad told me this story, and I can't remember where he heard it, but he's, you know, of the generation that sure. grew up with Elvis and is more familiar with it. But the story of um, back in back in Tennessee, I guess in Memphis, at the, he's at the Cadillac dealership, gonna about to buy another one, and there's a, you know, black woman standing, it's raining outside. There's a black woman standing out in the rain at the bus stop. And he's hanging out, and he, you know, this is pre- this is segregation time. Sure. And he he goes. Elvis walks out there, and he goes, "Hey, ma'am, you know, bus won't be here for a while. It's raining pretty bad. Why don't you come inside and and dry off here in the in the showroom?" And so she comes in with him because he's just trying to get a, a nice woman yeah. out of the rain. And then the showroom people's like, "You can't, like, Elvis, you can't bring her in here. She can't. She can't. We can't have a black woman just standing in our fucking lobby," which. The fact that they would say that, you know, the fact that people would say that 60 years ago is fucking crazy. That is crazy. But he goes, he goes, why not? She's like, he's like, we just, you know, come on. Don't ask us why not. You know why not mm-hmm. <laughs> is what they said to him. And he goes, well, she's a customer. She's buying a Cadillac. And they're like, how do you know she's buying a Cadillac? He's like, I'm going to buy her a fucking Cadillac so she doesn't have to take the bus anymore. Damn. And so now, yeah, so he bought a Cadillac for a woman that he met eight seconds ago. Jeez. Because people, A, she was in the rain and he was trying to be nice to her. And then people wouldn't let him be nice to her. Yeah. So he's like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna buy." I mean, he, you know, didn't really hurt them that much. They, they they sold a Cadillac out of it. They want they they still got a Cadillac sale. They got a ca- okay. They still sold a Cadillac at full price to Elvis. Um, but he so he bought it for this woman. He's like, she's the customer now, which means she gets to hang out here until her fucking car is ready, and then she's gonna drive off in it. Um, no longer having to take a bus in the rain. What if Elvis just took out a gun and just, <laughs> just went crazy? <laughs> that would have been cooler. I mean, then, yeah, Elvis would have been like a free freedom fighter. Yeah, that you know, Elvis joining the Black Panthers and just like becoming a militant. That would have been a cool movie. Yeah, that'd be sick. And that well, and kind of what you're saying too, though. This is why my problem with biopics, they they have to hit the the obvious. Beep, 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 you know yeah. all the obvious moments that get us to the death you know or get right. us to the thing uh the cliche, yeah the, it's all cliches and tropes and stuff like that and we don't get to see again i would have liked to have seen a moment like that i would have liked to see you know his El- character yeah, a little bit a little yeah a little bit more of a of charming elvis and stuff like that sure and then because honestly you know at the end when it starts going bad you know He's on. He, he's got a doctor pumping him. You know, pump, pumping him with the Michael Jackson drugs, or yep. you know, Michael Jackson got the Elvis drugs later. You know what I mean? He's he's getting pumped with drugs and stuff like that to keep him on stage. Like we got to keep him good. on stage. We got to keep him working. He's got to stay working. Um, but all we've seen this entire movie is just him working the whole time, anyways. Yeah. So we don't even we don't even feel that as much as we should. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, well, yeah, he has to stay working. Otherwise, this we otherwise we don't have a movie because this movie is just about him working. It's about yep. his work relationship. And again, I would have liked to see a little bit more of Elvis, you know, the person, especially early on, because that's what that's what we that's what gets corrupted is the the human being. And we just yeah. we see very little of that. We see the product, Elvis. For absolutely the whole movie absolutely yeah he doesn't really even say anything worth a lot of depth through the entire movie he's just kind of responding yeah to situations which 
brings me to like the the writing and the directing of Boz Lerman, who I have. I believe I can't remember what episode it is, but he I, I'm on record on a previous episode of Let's Get Trashed, calling him quote a monumental hack, and I stand by it. <laughs> Uh, honestly, I and was. I stand by it. Honestly, watching watching Elvis, the the thing going through my brain as I'm watching this movie last night is I was too mean to Roland Emmerich last week. <laughs> I feel like I got to apologize yeah, to Roland. to director Roland Emmerich. Honestly, of our of, from our Moonfall episode because and the moon was falling in that movie. I know the moon. Fell on Earth, and this was about a real person. Yeah, that was already good. And this is like, this is so much. It's so much worse. I just, I don't. I hate Lerman's style. I mean, this biopic movie was for people that maybe know nothing about Elvis. No, Honestly, no. It felt I mean, like first that of all, way. there is nobody that knows nothing about Elvis. I, I mean, it felt like a movie for like. I don't know, man. It just, it's not a real movie. It's not a real Elvis, essentially. Like, even the, it felt like a movie to tell people encapsulated in 22, 2022. Like, I don't know. It felt like a money grab for sure. I didn't like, my biggest gripe in this movie was them playing like Doja Cat, like during the movie. And songs from like these, all these like modern artists. Like, why are we doing that? Yeah. Some of the soundtrack, like again, trying trying to do the modern soundtrack, the modern you know hip hop blended with, like doesn't work, man. I don't think so, but that's Boz Lerman loves to do that. Yeah, that's why he made Romeo plus Juliet, and they're pulling out fucking desert eagles and pointing them at each other, and they're calling them swords. Here's my sword, and he yeah. points a gun at a guy's face. Um, he 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 loves this like. Modern interpretation. He loves this weird kind of flashy, um, very, you know, don't take I this mean, the wrong way, but very gay like approach to stuff like that. He's very, um, like the. I guarantee you, Boz Lerman's apartment looks exactly like Nathan Lane's apartment in The Birdcage. Like I guarantee, uh, yeah. they live in that exact same. Yeah, that's where he lives. He lives in the birdcage set. That's Boz. That's Boz Lerman's like aesthetic, and it has to be this kind of maximalist thing, but without any charm to it. Mm-hmm. I found this to be. I found. I, I find, think he was relying heavily on the music to really coax this, you know, movie along. You know, uh, it felt like that. Like. He, he he it's almost like he was making short music videos for each scene, you know, like I felt like he's like yeah. he's really relying on the music here and like I don't like this music. This movie isn't going to make sense in 5 years. Like and Elvis like yeah, you know, that's like, a good point. You took cuz if it if it was all period music and it was all just Elvis stuff. Yeah. Even even the updated recordings like like we said uh Austin Butler he recorded his voice on all the stuff before, like, Vegas Elvis. Mm. Uh, but all young Elvis was awesome. But even, that's fine. Re-recording the voice, redoing that kind of stuff is great. And just keeping the music. Even if you want to do some medleys of, like, the songs going from one thing to the other. Yeah. But when you when you blend it with something that's, like, some contemporary, like, again, that Doja Cat song, Vegas. Yeah. Some contemporary, was that even a hit? I'd never even heard that song until yesterday. And there were some EDM beats, too, that were just, like, with underneath the tone of, like, that Memphis sound where I was like, why is this there, dude? Yeah. It's it's all it's all shit that's very, like, um, it's very fad-oriented. Okay? And, and when that fad passes... A fad that sucks, too. Well, like, sure, that's subjective, yeah. but either way, sure. that fad is going to pass. It's going to pass in six months, mm-hmm. me- rendering this movie... With no legs, you it, know? This like, movie is the Tom Parker. This movie doesn't have a fucking country now. Yeah, this it, movie... <laughs> the, the, it's not the 50s. That's what I meant. Like, it's not Elvis music, and it's not... You made a period, almost like a period movie... In tw- for 2022 only. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Or, yeah, for the 2020 or 2022. And then, but 
when you do something like that, it's 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 gonna pass instantly. Oh, yeah. um, the same thing. I had the same criticism, which we have. I haven't talked about it on this show yet, and I don't know if I will. But the A twenty four movie, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I haven't seen it yet. It's pretty funny. It uh, it's Pete Davidson and uh, Rachel Sinat, and then a bunch of girls. I don't know. Nice. Um, it's a it's a horror movie or like a thriller or whatever, and they're they're having a hurricane party and they're trapped. But anyway, the the oh, okay. the joke, the funny part of the the comedy of it is that they're all because they're all young, they're all like Generation Z. They're all using like Twitter speak, yeah, and like that therapy talk, and it, it, everything is like everything is like being gaslighting, yeah, yeah, gatekeep, gaslight, girl boss, yes. uh, TikTok. It's it's all that kind of like vernacular, yeah. And the we cycle through these phrases mm-hmm. so fast, so quickly. Yeah, people don't say it, like, "Oh, this is fire." Everybody said that five years ago, and it sounds weird to say that now. Nobody yeah. says that. The this kind of like social media slang has such a short self, short shelf life. Yeah, that. Uh, and they're making fun of it. It's a parody of that kind of stuff, and it's it's funny. It's it's a funny, pretty funny movie. But the fact is, in one year, that movie will make no sense. Yeah, because nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna know. Like it's gonna be cringe. What the fuck is this language? Or whatever cringe is cringe in one yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. What does this even mean? Like mm-hmm. none of this, none of these terms are like relevant anymore. So if you don't see that movie in the theaters. Right now, don't see it because yeah. you have to. You won't understand it tomorrow. Does it kind of make fun of those terms? Oh, Is yeah, that it's, what it's I mean, doing. Yeah, but it's, it's definitely, it, yeah. it's definitely like joking and, and playing on the fact that all these kids are like so plugged into this uh, culture. But the fact is, it, it's like uh, you know, it's like topical comedy. Yeah, you know, it's like it's like a it it it's like a Tonight Show monologue. Mm-hmm. If you go back and watch a Jay Leno monologue, well, you would know. Yeah, he's talking about the he's talking about the '96 Olympics, and he's talking about, <laughs> you know, making jokes about whatever Monica Lewinsky and whoever the it's yeah. just, it's just like this means nothing today. Yeah, I don't get it's it. It's not. It's not in the zeitgeist. Yeah, it's not timeless art. It's not everything is going to be a timeless classic, but sure. you sh- you should I believe a- aspire for your art to. I would say probably a movie you exist. Probably outside. want that. I mean, yeah, you want it to be a timeless yeah. piece of art. This is definitely not going to do that. That's kind of they. Those are like my overall big problems with it. Because I would have yeah. liked to see. Le- I would have liked to see anybody but Tom Hanks play that character. I would have liked to Jamie see- Kennedy. Sure. Yeah. Give me the. Uh, yeah, the fucking Napoleon Dynamite kid would have been better. Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, I've actually seen a lot of him lately. I think I'm done. I, you know, take a break. I think I, yeah, I think Napoleon I'm done with him. Dynamite guy. <laughs> no, uh, Billy Bob. Oh, Billy Bob. Yeah. yeah, I think he, I think he can, I think he can chill for a minute. Yeah. I've, I've seen, I've seen a little bit too much of him last month. Um, take a break, Billy Bob. Yeah, so like the score is very, very weird. Score is weird. Uh, which I, I, I don't like. You know, uh, I would have liked again. I, I would have liked to see Elvis more as a. As a real person. Did critics like this movie? I don't know. Did people like this movie? Let's... Some, let's some people like it. Some people... I'm, I've been hearing pretty mixed reviews. Like, I have friends that, were, that you know, really liked it, but... 7.5 on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Uh, 64 on Metacritic. Metacritic. Which is a, kind of an aggregate. So, it's, it's doing okay. Some people really love it. Some people genuinely don't um in you know i mean i think when you do when you talk about an artist i'd rather see what always inspires me much more is like a documentary actual footage actual recordings interviews with people they knew like that sort of thing is always like helps me understand a character better than like a fucking polished movie you know yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, obviously it helps you understand, but the, again, it, it's okay to dramatize somebody's life. I, I just don't think there's something about the music biopic that's always kind of bad. Yeah, and I don't know, like, 
I don't really have I don't have a single one that I really like. The only one that's the one that's the best is the parody. Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. This felt like Walk Hard. That's exactly this it. This felt like that movie. And There's even a moment where his friends were like, you should try, try one the of pill. these. The Get pills, a little pep in your step. The pill scene is... I was like, oh, come but, on, dude. And that's that's my... That's one of my biggest problems with, with this movie in particular and just Boz Lerman. Boz Lerman's a guy that... Wait, like, some notes too. Boz Lerman's a guy that doesn't learn. Um, And for example... Let's talk about I I took I I wrote this note down of like when a truly great genre parody comes out the movies after that there's always a there's always a shift to like okay they're on to us we can't the 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 genre defining parodies come out we can't just keep doing this for yes. so for example yes. not another teen movie comes out uh-huh. a great I mean, a hilarious, again, it's just a comedy, a hilarious genre parody making fun of all the Freddie Prince Jr. movies, all those like teen romance movies, Varsity Blues, all this kind of stuff that was big in the 90s. It, it comes out and it's like, we got to make a change. So we got, we got to, we're, we're going to still keep making like teen comedies or teen dramas or whatever. Mix it up. We got to figure out a new angle. And then that's how we get a movie like Mean Girls, which yeah. is beloved. That It's just like, let's just take this, let's take these tropes and. We can't we can't use these same tropes over again. Same thing with scary movie. Yep. Scary movie comes out. The Wayne Brothers do scary movie. They're parodying like '90s this this deluge of '90s horror films that were all kind of the same. Mm-hmm. The calls coming from inside the house. Uh, it's always a woman, you know, running off by herself. She's <laughs> she's leaving she's leaving yeah. the group because she panics uh-huh. and runs off by herself. All that kind of stuff, and then the. Scary movie comes out, it parodies all these things, it's a huge success, and it's like, okay, I mean, obviously it's a funny joke, obviously they're kidding, but me as a horror director, we gotta find something new, because they're onto yep. us, they know what's, they, they're onto us. So now now we have to make a saw, now we have to make a hostile, now we have to go somewhere else mm-hmm. with our thing. We can't do the found footage anymore, we can't do the, the slasher running through the woods anymore, yeah. or we gotta take a break from that kind of shit, until it becomes nostalgic and we can bring it back in 20 years. Dewey Cox, uh, Walk Hard, Dewey Cox story, I mean, should have ended the music biopic industry. It should have been done because you should have been like, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do in this movie that's not going to be obviously a trope because Dewey Cox did it. And Boz Lerman is like, no, we can still do it. We can can still. (laughs) We can do all of them. I can still make this exact same. I'm gonna make a movie. It's exactly fall, beat to beat follows Dewey Cox. Yeah, it is. It's it even looks like it in a way. Like it does kind of look. Yeah, like, uh, but because Dewey Cox was was parodying, you know, certain movies that were like doing this over the top thing. Again, he had so many different sections. That movie really is, and it's, it's one of the funniest movies ever. But it, it really, really is. is genius. Yeah, it's as great. far as its production and the fact that it's like. This one iconic character, Dewey Cox, he goes through so many phases of his career, which means you get to parody 10 different artists because in the 60s, he's Bob Dylan. In the 50s, he's Elvis. In the 60s, yeah. he's Bob Dylan. <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the 70s, he's, he's, like the, the Beatles. he's the Beatles. Yeah. In the 80s, he's whatever. Punk. He goes uh, he, like a little bit. But yeah, yeah, he's the Ramones. He, so you, yeah. get to, you, get to, you get to parody all these tropes that have come from all these different movies. Um, and then... As a director, you should see like all right, the the genre defining parodies come out. They've ex- they've exposed the tropes and the cliches and all the nonsense. We shouldn't do this. Yeah, I got it. I can't. Looks like I can't do the the I can't do the scene where the drummer tries to give my lead singer uh, a methamphetamines. Drug. Yeah, we can't. You know, don't you got you should try this shit. You can't do that scene because fucking Tim Meadows already closed the book on it yeah um but he learned nothing of the lessons dewey cock had to teach us dewey yeah. cox <laughs> uh, and you know and it's also kind of like boz lerman going back to the music and stuff like that he's he's just an on the nose it's weird yeah. it's weird how he's creative and visual and he's so like flamboyant 
but it's also as not nuanced and on the nose as you could like again Elvis is singing suspicious minds on stage while his manager is making a shady backroom deal and it's just like I'm suspicious of you and it's just like his manager's yeah. there with just the most apropos soundtrack you could possibly imagine and it's it we get it yeah we get we it. get it it, I know I Boz. I know you thought that was clever, but we all get it. We all understood. That's what. That's what anybody would do. You don't even have to know what the songs are. You could just look at the title and like, oh, sus- the word "suspicious" okay. is in that title. Let's put that on a on a yeah, it. suspicious scene. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just like a it's like a childlike kind of mentality. I don't under I don't know what Boz Lerman's. Deal is. What's your deal? And again, talking about talking about Leo Leo DiCaprio movies. I, I at some she also point did Great Gatsby. I right? know. Yeah. At some point, I have to watch the Great Gatsby. I avoided yeah. it, even though I like Leo DiCaprio. I was like, I said, fuck, I'm never gonna watch this movie because mm-hmm. Boz Lerman did it, and I know it's like that same kind of thing. His version of like the glitz and glam of the roaring twenties, but modern. Yeah, yeah, probably the same shitty music, right? Uh, yeah. There's a Jay Z song in it. Of course there is. Yeah. And then it's it's just like gold. He Boslerman he's very into feathers. He loves you know what I mean? Like anything that's in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Boslerman should have been a rockette instead of a film director. Yeah. This poor guy, if he was a tall woman, he could have been a he could have been a rockette and he would have gotten all the all the feathery shit. He could have just lived in that world mm-hmm. and not subjected us to it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just you know, um, I thought the scene. I'm trying to think of stuff that really stood out. The scene where like the women are screaming for Elvis. The first and they're one? having well, like yeah, one of the first scenes, or yeah, after early in the movie, after the, and they're just losing their mind. But it's like spiritual, like they don't know what's happening to them, and they're yeah. just like, ah. like I thought that was a little silly. I was like. Okay, like yeah, that was funny. I actually, I, I didn't mind that, and I also, you know, you can't trust any, you can't trust any old person's like, um, account of what they say. It was like, oh, back in the day, women were going crazy, and it's like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe you, honestly. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure they were, I'm sure they were excited. He's a very talented dude, and they haven't seen too much of this stuff. But you know, yeah. relax. I'm sure it's not quite that crazy. The only thing is, like the Beatles we have on video. women were speaking when he came around. <laughs> yeah, the the Beatles we have on video of those women like shouting at Ed Sullivan show and stuff like that, and then yeah. them getting off the plane. We have video of that, but uh, yeah, after uh, after what uh, there's video that, fir- that first concert when the guy the guy the heckler in the audience yells "Get a haircut, fairy." Yeah, <laughs> which is very funny. And then his, uh, seconds later, his girlfriend is screaming at the top of her lungs, like not even coherent. All the guides, yeah, all the guys are like, "Oh no, he's yeah. killing it." Well, it's so funny that like the idea that none of these women can even form sentences—they're not being—they're not even like, "Oh my god, this is incredible," or like, "Oh yeah. my god, that's so good." It's just like they're just they're shrieking. screaming. They're like, yeah. ex- they're like, a, they're exploding. Yeah, they're yeah, they are. They're- yeah, that was a really funny. They just can't hold it in anymore, so they I have to. Can't hold it in. They have to teen girl shriek at the top of their lungs. It's yeah. you know, um, <clears throat> yeah. During the the and then the music that's playing the score, the the non diegetic music that's happening during that shrieking wiggle scene when it goes to like, kind of like a muted like EDM beat and it's yeah. like you know it's just it just stinks, dude. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I was able to get, I was able to sit through it. You know, I'll say that. But yeah, you know, uh, honestly, what I thought Austin Butler was great. Yeah, I think he was good. I think he. I think he did a really good job. I, I, he's the. He's easily the best part of this movie, and I would have liked to have seen again. I would have liked to have seen let him do more with that with the character of Elvis. I would have liked to have seen more of Elvis, but I thought Austin Butler did a tremendous job 
There seemed to be just from um, an incredible number of shots in this movie of different takes. Like, just from there were scenes that were maybe a minute long and would have like twenty five different shots. Like especially yeah. the scene where he was playing, where they didn't want him to, uh, you know basically dance around they're like just keep it clean you know and he goes to that baseball field and mm-hmm. he's like i'm gonna go crazy yeah like that scene alone it was just like boom 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 boom. there was just so many different like i was like dude that must have been hard as an actor to like be that insane and like yeah get all these different like angles and i don't know all these different takes but yeah do i mean it seemed p- like perform real- it perform it 20 times and yeah then, and then and then your editor cuts it up and puts a half a second each one or couple frames of each yeah yeah the editing again the editing is very maximalist it it mm-hmm. it changes you know uh it's just it it's very visually kind of it's visually kind of dense mm-hmm. and typically i don't know i don't know uh typically not in a great way there's something too sledgehammery about the way boz Lerman does this kind of stuff yeah um the one thing I did think was kind of cool, was kind of creative, but didn't f- make sense, was um, there's a there's a, a transition where we're going from Elvis on stage to Elvis somewhere else, and the transition happens as the uh, newspaper, f- the newspaper uh, you know lead story, yeah. a photo of him, and then it's a bunch of newspapers, and the newspapers become like a flip book, and you see black and white Elvis on a newspaper like singing. As the as the as if it's a different photo for each p- copy of this newspaper, yeah. But it's like a flip book, and that moves, and then that transitions somewhere else. That kind of stuff is what Boz Lerman is good at, and that is a really creative visual effect to do, and a really creative way of like, how do we go from one thing to the next? But it's still like it didn't make sense where it was, or I don't yeah. know. Uh, that kind of stuff I think is just odd. And then, I don't know, if, if we wanted this kind of, like, maximalist thing, I you know who would have been a better director than this? Would have been the Daniels, I think. If, if somebody, wa- if, we, oh, yeah. if we had to have this style of crazy kind of stuff, I think the Daniels would have done a more modern, like, palatable job again Boz Lerman is just like he's like he's like Nathan Lane he's 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 like it's like the I keep this movie does not feel I mean I know the clothes and cars are of that era but it does not feel like it's of that era you know it's yeah yeah, it feels like this feels like people in 2022 that are wearing cool clothes (laughs) you know or like period piece clothing I don't know again it feels very like it feels very 60s again I, I i keep the word i'm thinking of is feathers yeah he just loves boas and like the feathery fans he he Bos, every time boslerman walks into a room a bunch of like fans separate and he like goes through <laughs> yeah he he's never gone into you know again the the daniels the directors of everything everywhere all at once they also have a maximalist visual style where there's a lot of different things and they can do weird transitions and it's all very like interesting unique but it's somehow more streamlined and more modern it's less feathery than what yeah it, you know don't take this the wrong way but it's less gay than whatever Boz Lerman is trying to do sure and uh you know it it it's i don't know i don't i don't see a I don't see Elvis that way, and also we didn't get to see him as a person. It's only just because Elvis yeah. is wearing silly costumes on stage near the end of his life doesn't mean he's doesn't mean he's what you think he is or what you want him to be. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, they didn't really get too much even into the drugs. There were just like scenes of it. You knew they were around. Yeah, well, he had Doctor Nick, which is also very funny. I don't know if that, I don't know if that's the actual real doctor's name, but yeah. do, Doctor. Hey, everybody! <laughs> Doctor Nick from The Simpsons. Well, didn't he die in his home? Pretty uh, sure he did. I have no idea. I mean, I I know he died on like on the toilet from a heart attack. I was listening to a podcast 
where I think one of the piano players for him was on it, and he was like in his latter day, his actual latter days, he was tasked by they were still crushing him for albums they're like you have to make a record and he's like well bring people to my house i guess and like i'll do what i can and like bands or there'd basically be a band in the living room just waiting for him to come down out of his bed if he wanted to sometimes he'd feel like it sometimes he wouldn't because he'd just be on pills just kind of miserable honestly Mm -hmm. uh and then would come down so the last part of his life was like super sad. Like I kind of wish they would have talked about that. How like he was kind of just in prison in Graceland, just waiting, like people waiting for him to just like we need another record, you know. Well, he then, did because they showed actual footage of his his last performance, which was only a few weeks before he died, right? I don't remember what they said, but I I don't know how long his last Vegas performance, the one that it switches to real footage for the first time of Elvis. Um, it's the one little bit that they do that, uh, uh, and he sings whatever. Yeah, he sings whatever that last song was, um, and he, I think he died not long after that. That's so wild. he he was at least he was at least in Vegas at some point performing again. Um, yeah, you know, not too long before he died, and it it was heartbreaking. You know, uh, honestly, the actress that played. Uh, uh, Priscilla, yeah, Presley. I don't know. I don't know anything about Priscilla Presley, so I don't know if this woman did a uh, you know, Olivia, whatever her name is, Gianj. I don't know if she did a good job as far as like an accurate portrayal. Sure, but I did. I did like her as a character, even though we saw very little of her. Well, the, her first line of dialogue, they made her like a really interesting person with like a lot of. I'm like, oh, this this character is going to have a lot of depth, and because. When she and was it, when she was still a kid, yes, yeah, and I'm like, oh, okay, this person is like must be pretty important in his life, or they'll like have more dial. Elvis doesn't say really a goddamn thing the whole time, but she does, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah. she's the most interesting character so far. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then she doesn't she doesn't play anything other than the mad wife at that point on. Yeah, as the uh, yeah that was you know they she's four she in real life she was 14 at that time. Jeez, yeah. They they kind of they mentioned that they mentioned that she. Elvis is dating a teen girl, but they kind of gloss over the fact that she was fourteen. Fourteen. How old was he? He was twenty-four. That's ten years. It certainly is. Uh oh. Yeah. Not good. Well, yeah. Not great. Too late now. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she was. Um, she was ten years. Cancel than Elvis. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, I don't know. I don't know how deep you're supposed to go into that i'm sure that i'm sure that's a topic of uh of conversation on the lamest parts of uh the lamest parts of twitter who can only they can't they can't see past that you know but whatever yeah i haven't checked twitter um about elvis or really i don't really check twitter much to be honest but i'm sure someone's gotten into that i'm sure that's found out the, that's the, breaking news for me yeah the fact that the fact that you know the fact that Priscilla was 14 at the time, I'm sure people are talking about. Um, they they didn't address it too much because they didn't want it to be like they didn't want to they wanted to skirt whatever controversy at the time? might might no no I mean right now oh yeah yeah but whatever might arise from like if they told the honest truth and were like she was 14 but they just if we just if they just portrayed this relationship in the movie <laughs> yeah as, as if it was like as if it was realistic mm. people would people would people who don't understand fucking art or even history. Would be would complain about you know oh you're endorsing a pedophilic relationship or whatever it's like you just gotta calm down so they just left that out they, yeah. they glossed they over it. it yeah glossed over it let's get let's get past this as soon as we can and then the other thing they didn't do that I kind of wish they had but they probably didn't do this for the same reason is near the end of his life put Austin Butler in a fat suit yeah let him let us see that Elvis gets fat the only, we see thin. Austin Butler the entire time, mm-hmm. and then the one time we see archive footage of Elvis a year, you know, of however long before his death, he is a fat dude sitting at the piano. Um, he's never like comically fat. When I was a kid, they would put Elvis in cartoons, and it was always super fat. Yeah, Elvis. he's not that. He's bad. not that crazy. Yeah, fat. Um, like, like maybe twenty pounds, but yeah, I mean probably more than that. Yeah, but either way, he wasn't. You know, the the funny cartoons I watched as a kid were never Elvis would be a character. It was always fat Elvis that was always the funny comic the funny joke part of it 
but you know, it's still it's a big difference between our last scene with Elvis. He's sitting he's sitting in the car with mm-hmm. uh with Priscilla Presley for the last time. She's begging him to go to rehab in San Diego. Yeah. And he doesn't, and then three years later is when he dies. But right after that scene, we go from seeing thin, you know, put him in a fat suit for that scene, for the whole kind of last part of the Vegas thing. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, so, anyway, that's kind of the, the, the Yeah, recap. I didn't really have much commentary on it other than a few gripes, but I don't know, it seemed okay. I don't think I would necessarily recommend it. I don't know if you're getting to... That yeah, part, let's, why not? Let's get to that. So you're you you wouldn't recommend it. Um, I don't think I would. I mean, not necessarily. No, I mean, unless you're just a huge Elvis fan or something, you know. I guess but if you're a huge Elvis fan, you don't need our recommendation. To yeah, see it. yeah. You're, you're, you couldn't. <laughs> you probably. Yeah, you're looking forward to it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just don't. I don't like music biopics. I don't like. Boss I don't Lively. either. I don't either, man. I don't think there can be a good one. I mean, they're 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 all. What's the you know? I mean, uh, there's not a good. I can't think of a good one that's like real. Did you ever see Inside Lewin Davis? No, that's a great great movie. Really, but is it Lewin, a biopic? No, Lewin Davis isn't real. It's oh. just a, it's a movie about a musician. Those usually are some somehow better. Like the fake ones are better than like the real ones. Yeah, somehow, but I don't know. Yeah, I'd have to say I I can't recommend this either. I I can't. I can't give any business to Lerman. It's too pop is the word I I would use. It's too pop. Like if you only listen to the radio, yeah, and you just listen to whatever people tell you to listen to, pop music wise, you probably like this movie. Um Yeah, as much as I like Austin Butler's performance, I generally think he he was really good. Every everything else yeah. could have been so much better. Um Although Austin Butler is, is in my opinion, the second best Elvis to play Elvis on film, with uh, again going back to Dewey Cox, Frankie Muniz with Jack White. Oh yeah, Jack White. Jack he had White. a song in this m- movie. Yeah, I appreciated uh, that. And Casey Musgraves had a song. I did appreciate that. That was cool. I don't know. I didn't. Yeah. Think, I didn't think either of those tunes were that good. I'm not a huge Jack White fan, but in Dewey Cox when he plays Elvis, oh, it's so good. He's like, there's only two kinds of people know karate. The Chinese and the King. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> dude, he killed that role. He's so funny. Yeah, he's so. Has funny. Has he done any acting ever? I don't know if he's done anything Since before. Or before I don't but think he's he, done anything. So good in that. It was hysterical funny. Yeah. Um, but again, that's like that's, you know, uh, that's a caricature. Yeah. Of Elvis, obviously Austin Butler did a had a more nuanced thing, but I would have sure. liked to see even more. I think. Yeah. Um. And then, what else? I had a couple other things. Um, yeah, I guess I covered everything. It is funny. I didn't realize. I thought Elvis was older when he died. I didn't realize he died at forty-two. I didn't either. That's incredibly young. I know. Yeah, it sucks for a human life. Because I'm thirty-three. You're gonna die. I hope so. Because I'm not <laughs> even. As 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 a as yeah. much of a rough go of things as Elvis had, he at least was like get successful away. and had money. Yeah. I'm like, I got nine years to get to where Elvis got. <laughs> uh, you have time. I don't know if I do. <laughs> you know, I feel like I. You know, <laughs> this is a funny joke, but I'm not going to say it because it'd be it'd be forced. I just thought of it yesterday and it made me laugh, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't sound natural as a funny joke on the pod. Um, yeah, neither of us recommend this movie. No. Nope. Uh, I don't, again, it's hard. It, a music biopic has to be really good for me to even like it, much less recommend it to people. Yeah. Um, I think if you want to make a biopic, don't. Just make a really good documentary. Like tell, like, tell, or here, here's, here was my other idea. It's too short of a, sp- a span of time to really tell a story. If you want to dramatize something, do what they did with Selena and make like a mini series or something. You know what? Yeah. Except you brought up the best music biopic there is, yeah. Selena. Selena is actually really good. J Lo as Selena is really good. Is a and La Bamba great is really good movie. too. 
I haven't seen the Bomba. The Bomba is really good. It's I've as, heard it's good. It's, it's as good. I would say. Um, I used to watch this too yeah, all the time. But no, that's right. Selena. Selena was good. Holy it's shit! A, that's that the, is a great biopic. I, I forgot that. I yeah. forgot, but that is the best music biopic. That's it, the, it is. That's the best one. Yeah. And I don't know what kind. I don't know how they got that to be so much better. I mean, obviously, J Lo is just so charming. You know, it wasn't. Maybe it's because they made it not far after when she died. You know, like if if if, if let's say no one gives a fuck about. I'm just going to use someone as an example. XXX Tentacion. Yeah, if someone made, uh, <laughs> I don't even I know how to say that, but if someone made a documentary about him, two or three years after, it'd be period correct because we're in that period. You know, it's like maybe uh-huh. that would be the best way to do it. I don't know. I don't. I don't know either. If you just crank that bitch out, I think there's just something. Again, you see the the Selena movie. She's not on stage the whole time. You mostly see a, you see her as a person. You see her her family. You see her like kind relationship. Of her, her charm. Yeah, yeah you, she, why everyone loves her. You see her as a human being, and then there's enough music to there's enough music to scratch that itch of like, oh yep. yeah, we want the Selena. music. But like Bohemian Rhapsody, that was so that was bad in the sense bad. of like it it just we have to get to the drug den. Yeah. We have to get to the scene where where he's screaming at other people and calling himself the genius and doing the drugs and yeah. we have to have that like tortured soul genius thing. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I don't uh yeah, but I can't think of I I think Selena's the best music biopic that's ever been made. I can't think of another one that I even like, much less I think is like really good. Other than Dewey Cox, which is making fun of all these, yeah. Um, because Walk the Line, actually, I, I haven't even seen all of that, but people like that one. But I didn't, I didn't like Walk the Line. Uh, I think it's cool. It's just dark and moody, you know. Uh, which is not always how Johnny Cash was, from what I've read. But Elvis, Bohemian Rhapsody. I didn't see the one. I kind of wanted to see the uh, the Elton John one, but Elton John's still alive. Oh, you know what? I did watch that one, and it was the same movie as Bohemian Rhapsody, the Elton John one, and this one. They're all kind of the same. Yeah. To me, they kind of all feel the same. Yeah. Just pop. What you should do if you're tr- if you have to if you find yourself in a position, folks, where you have to make a music biopic, pick like. A moment. Don't try to do their life. That's what I think too. That would man. be that would be yeah. better. Is like, um, Jimi Hendrix at Monterey, or Jimi Hendrix yeah. at just do that weekend at Woodstock. Pretend some crazy shit happened, and just make it like a like a like a bottle episode. Make it like a, a that would that makes more sense for sure. Do a do a short thing. Mm-hmm. Don't try to cover someone's entire. Life. This is him getting the guitar at the pawn shop. Yeah, his first you know? guitar. Yeah. This is the first time he tried drugs. Yeah. This is the 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 record label made him fire his white bandmates and made him made him play with. Uh, remember that? Buddy, Re- that's buddy. what the movie is. It's like remember that? Remember when that happened? Yeah. Remember? It's like okay, well, what's you know what don't we know? You know? Yeah. What and, would be nice to know? And or nice to remember about the person. And all served up to us by like Tom Hanks's. Like cartoonish narration, mm-hmm. um, yeah. On, with r- the music and the sweater, yeah. With his bad, yeah, it was very bad. Yeah, replace replace Tom Hanks with Mike Myers as a better Dutch or Andy and Serkis playing a Dutch man. Shut up! <laughs> with Michael Myers' face, CGI. That doesn't make any sense. He's crawling around. You've literally He's doing movements. You've only seen one. The only Andy Serkis thing you've ever seen is L- L- Lord of the Rings. Um, He's had a storied career after that. I've saw I saw War of the Apes, but I don't remember it. Which one was he? Was he one of the apes? Yeah, he played Caesar, I believe. Did he really? Yeah. Oh shit! And that's it. That's him and uh, James Franco. Yeah. Uh, that's funny. I didn't realize that was spitting him. in each other's mouths. Remember that scene? No, I don't think that happened. <laughs> I think I think that was your own personal fantasy. Is that my own interpretation? Oops. Uh, yeah. Anyway, don't watch this movie. Um, 
but do go listen to some Elvis. Yeah, that actually, I actually might throw some Elvis on. I have to, I have to learn a bunch of songs for a, a, a last minute show tomorrow. I want to listen to Selena now. No, I have Selena songs stuck in my head. She fucking rules. Fuck yeah, she rules. That doc, that that biopic is so good. I never watched the TV show, but um, I saw, I did see a, a funny, a funny TikTok of some woman showing her like teenage daughter the Selena movie. Yeah, and the teenage daughter like just didn't know anything and so she starts filming her daughter at the end when selena Watching gets killed it. and this teenage girl like bawling her eyes no. out she's like she's like she dies yeah like she just didn't know anything she never heard of her or you know but and so the mom is just filming her daughter crying she's laughing at her daughter who's like didn't know any of this yeah and she just made her daughter watch this movie and now she's crying over selena being dead um also one of the funniest stories of uh uh <laughs> David Tell, all right, comedian David Tell, who's actually in Austin next week. Nice, I can't wait. Uh, I'm gonna go see him on the 24th. Um, he, I people have told this story about him, but it's not like recorded in anywhere. It's, I've just heard this third hand from people that were there this night. But it's some night they're in they're in New York at the Comedy Cellar, and there's two Hispanic women sitting up front. And they're not laughing the entire night. You know, it, the the way that Comedy Cellar works is you go up, you know, every comic gets like 15 minutes and then yeah. it's the next guy. And it's just a rolling kind of thing all night. And all, you know, this whole show, you know, David Tell's like up at last one in the morning. And from 1130 on, everybody's like, man, these I cannot get these two women to laugh. Like, they're, yeah. just, they're just staring at us in their fucking front row and they're fucking up the whole vibe and all this kind of stuff. Anyway... <laughs> The, the the story is David Tell goes up on stage and the first thing he says is goes right to these two stone faced Hispanic women. He's like, What's wrong, ladies? Did Selena die again? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Anyway, he's the best. I can't wait to see him next week. I'm so excited. Or in two weeks, whenever it is. Where's he playing? Uh I think Cap City. Cool. Cap City Comedy Club, which oh, yeah. I've been there. I'm more of a proponent of uh, of the creek in the cave. Mm-hmm. If you're ever in Austin, support the creek in the cave. Let me mention, we're po- uh, Bad Thrillers. My band is playing somewhat of a farewell show uh, on the 29th. We will be playing more shows uh, in the future, but probably not for a little while. Maybe until next year. So come to Creek in the Cave on the 29th. Uh, September 29th. September 29th. Is that a Monday or Tuesday? That is a Thursday. It's a Thursday. Yes. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right. September 29th. Bad yep. Thrillers at the Creek in the Cave. Creek in did the cave. The, did our friend owner colton dowling get that gig for you he did so it's actually his uh he's doing somewhat of uh i think it's a comedian showcase uh-huh. and we will be the house band for that very cool so it should be a fun time yeah, music fun. and comedy him and i have talked about him and i have done that before uh on a on a different thing and uh, anyway colton's great check out comedian colton dowling yes. very very funny uh friend of ours uh and yeah if you're ever in austin go to the creek in the cave if you're ever on instagram Follow me at Nick Tazo Drums. If you're ever on Twitter, follow me, Get Trashed Pod, uh, at Let's Get Trashed, at Nick Tazo, and then Sleepy Cowboy Sleepy TX. Sleepy Cowboy TX, baby. For my buddy Jimmy D over here. All right, folks. Thanks so much for another sitting through another episode of Let's Get Trashed. We're talking about all the finest in film. Uh, anyway, please like, please subscribe, leave a comment. If you have any thoughts, if you disagree with me at all, Please let me know in the comments. Let's get some death threats in the comments, baby. Yeah, yeah. death threats. Let's me. get some death threats in like, the comments. Like Elvis got death threaded. Please do that. Um, and yeah, comment, share it. Uh, make you know if if something's particularly egregious, make it go viral. Yep. Uh, we won't we won't delete the comment. Yeah, and I'll leave it up. I don't care. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. Let's get trashed.